everybody. So this is really fun. We are here to talk about uh, our uh, When Calls the Heart series. This is our third episode of the Hallmarks, Hallmarkies podcast. And uh, we're going to be talking about seasons one and season two of this show. And Amber's here uh, to talk about it. Yay, guys. We're so excited. Okay, let's get to it. Yeah, let's do it. It starts out with uh, season, with our season one with uh, the pilot or premiere, I guess, of the show is uh, you have Elizabeth Thatcher, uh, who is a girl from a rich city uh, family, <laughs> and she has decided to go and teach in this small town called Coal Valley, and uh, this is kind of definitely out of her comfort zone. She has like servants and stuff in her, in her home and uh, in, in her past, and so she goes and, and there is uh, this disaster that's happened in this town where there has been this mining accident and uh, they lost, I think it's 48 of the men of the town. And so you have all of these widows and of course the owner of the mine, uh, the mining company is a uh, you know, ruthless guy. And uh, so that's sort of the setup going into it. You also have a new uh, Mountie, uh, the sheriff, I guess, that uh, is uh, is also it, pretty new in town to Coal Valley, and his name is Jack. And of course, they have some chemistry, some tension, whatever, to start out. And so that's sort of your your basic setup for the beginning of the series. And so, what did you think of that? Um, I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, I just want to say I totally enjoyed the like fight tension between Jack and Elizabeth uh, at the very beginning, the Mountie and the teacher. Um, I guess I'm a sucker for Mounties. I didn't know it, but every time there's a Mountie on the screen, I'm like, yes, put on your red coat. So I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I liked the setup. I thought that it was good. It was a little slow for me. I have to admit the first season is a little was a little slow sometimes for me. Uh, and I loved Erin Aaron Krakow as Krakow, I guess, as Elizabeth. I thought she, first of all, was beautiful, just stunning. She's so skinny. And the, I, I, you know, I liked, I love these kind of shows. I really liked uh, Dr. Quinn uh, in the 90s. I felt like this kind of had a similar vibe to that show. And uh, so I enjoyed it. I, I did have a hard time warming up to Jack, actually. I, I, I liked the, the idea of sort of their dynamic and, and, and things, and I eventually did warm up to him, but I felt like he was pretty wooden. Uh, it's Daniel uh, Lissing as the actor, and I kept thinking for about the first, at least the first half, maybe even into seven episodes of the first season, I was like, why did they hire this guy? This guy is just flat and wooden like he was not good but then something happens i swear towards the end that i don't know i just felt like he became sort of more charming and more charismatic and more i don't know there's i finally he finally won me over i guess uh i didn't have any problem with him i was on board right from the beginning he uh he stole my heart so <laughs> i was I'm, I was totally fine with him. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't like him. doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then what else did I love uh, about the first season? I really love Henry Gowan, the, uh, the actor who plays Henry Gowan. His name is Martin Cummins. Mm -hmm. I love him as just sort of like playing this 
sort of ghoulish character. Like, like just almost to the point of being like too much. Yeah. It's like a little bit almost to the point of being campy, but somehow he's able to just like walk that line without me hating it. Yeah. I really enjoy his character. Yeah. He's fun. And he's kind of like your Mr. Potter sort of, of, you know, from it's a wonderful life. He's kind of like that sort of character. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I will say, and I'm calling my shot. If this show makes it to a season seven, uh, he and Miss Abigail are going to for sure be in love. Like I'm calling my shot right now. <laughs> they've, they've, they. I feel like they've, te- they tested the waters on that a couple of times, uh, where it's, it seems like it might, he might be softening a little bit, but then like some other love interest will be introduced. <clears throat> what do you think of Lori Laughlin? She was probably the big name when this cast was announced. Um, Abigail, Lori Laughlin. I think Lori Laughlin does a great job with her. The only thing about her character is I feel like she is always right. And like everything she does, she like just sticks to her thing, her guns and it ends up working out. And I just sort of am like, come on, at least one time something has to go wrong. I mean, like I know her family died in a mining accident, but like, the whole time we've known her, everything's just like coming up roses. So whatever. That's true. I mean, she's had people do bad things to her, but she's never really been the one to be apologizing for what she's done to other people. Yeah, she's always right. And like, mm-hmm. even if, I just sometimes don't even. I'm like, you could, you could chill off on this a little bit, Miss Lori Laughlin. But she's like, no, I'm gonna stick to my guns. <laughs> and the show's like, she was right all along. One more thing, I love this show, but it drives me nuts. They are all. So such busybody meddlers. I'm like, let people live their own lives and solve their own problems. Don't stick your nose in everyone else's business. But they do, and it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. That's a, it's basically like Stars Hollow, or anytime you have like a small town in, in any of these kind of shows, it's always like that. And I grew up in a small town, and it's not like that. This is going to sound unkind, but I am waiting for the day when Elizabeth is like, oh, you have this problem in your family. You're one of my students. You need to fix it the way that I'm telling you to. And I want one of the parents to be like, forget you. It's none of your business. Bye. And they just, like, take yeah. their kids out of school and, like, never come back. <laughs> I we live got pretty them. close with that. Um, uh, the, the, the kid in the, um, <clears throat> the mines with the that was that she was like was like the genius kid which one they're all geniuses yeah, yeah right. that's the thing okay <laughs> I'm, i do love the show but it's i like it's starting to stretch the limit of credibility here okay anyways. yeah it definitely has some major tropes i think if i was gonna say a major like i i did think that that jack was very flat for a long time but i also think that the uh it feels very modern i i think that the way that they talk often feels it, it it could be subbed in pretty easily for a Gilmore girls episode or something like that. Like it feels very modern to me. And I think that a lot of times the costuming feels very modern. It's oh, not like, you know how I feel about that costuming. It drives me nuts, but n- like worse than the costuming for me is their hair. Every yeah. single woman has developed into me having their hair down all the time. Like maybe there's a bobby pin pinning it back slightly. Right. And I'm like, back then, if you didn't have your hair up in a bun, you know who did that? Hussies. Right. Ladies who worked in <laughs> saloons, but not nice saloons that functioned as a school, like ladies of the night hussies. Yeah. It makes me so mad. Once I, they get to the city, 
then the costuming improved, I thought, considerably. The dresses were, I mean, obviously it's going to somewhat, but like they were actually like really beautiful dresses and and really i there's like oh they've spent all the budget <laughs> i hated the, i hated the city dresses i hated really them. oh yes. they were pretty they were lovely for like 1930 i don't know yeah i, I, yeah. I, I, I was like kind of like so mad and like season two they just gave up entirely all of the extras they were like we'll just bring a flannel shirt and there's like people wearing clothes that they clearly got at like the gap in yeah. the background. And I was like, come on, you guys try a little bit, but I love it. I just want to say that I do love it but the whole time. I'm just like, mm -mm -mm. those clothes are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it does. The, the city clothes do have a little bit of a, a Downton Abbey feel as opposed to a pioneer feel, but um, I don't know. I thought they were pretty used with uh, the, this uh, the owner of the mine, and him wanting to kick out the women from their houses uh, because the the men aren't there anymore and they have to and so the women actually start mining at a certain point there's also this fire in the church and uh, our uh, lieutenant uh, Jack has to or whatever oh, I forget what his Constables, constable, sorry, constable Jack. He uh, he has to look into it and investigate it, and so that's sort of the early like part of this first season, and yeah. uh, so. Um, and it was fun. I'm I really I liked the Pinkerton being a scumbag thing. That was fun for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but what you know, once again, it's just another thing that's like, oh, this insurmountable problem that should just be like, okay, bye, I'm going to go find a new life. And they somehow managed to fix it in this improbable way. And it's great and I love it, but it happens all the time. I'm starting to lose patience with the improbable saving of everything. Mm -hmm. But, by, by constant but that being everything. said, back then I was like, Henry Gowan, you don't even know what's coming for you. <laughs> These ladies are going to be such good miners. You have no idea. I thought they did a pretty good job of convincing. Like I, kind of thought maybe she really did burn down the church like I, I i thought they did a pretty good job of like sort of giving her some motivation and like i don't know okay. it was okay i thought the mother of the silent ginger was not going to have burnt down the church i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i thought i thought it was okay it, it was it was somewhat i like i said i was kind of bored but i don't know it's like well that was interesting i guess but uh, but anyway, and then so we get these new miners that come in, yeah, in the middle section, and uh, that's where we get our one of our favorites, Andrew Walker. There Andrew are a Walker! lot of there are, of, <laughs> there are a lot of Hallmark Hall of Famers uh, in uh, are, are our favorites, I guess, uh, in this series that will pop Should in. We call them. Time. Hall stars. Hall stars. There you go. They're not hall stars in this series. And so this one of the first ones is Andrew Walker coming in. And uh, he is uh, a possible love interest for uh, our for Elizabeth. Yes. And uh, he's very charming. He writes his own poetry. Uh, and of course, Jack gets very jealous. He's already told Elizabeth that like the Mountie way can't, can't handle a wife, you know, and, and love or whatever. <laughs> and oh, he's so funny. Yeah. I love like 
sassy duty stupid jack at the beginning it's so funny <laughs> and so yeah but he like he's very you don't really he's almost too suave he's too we're talking about a uh, the Andrew Walker character and uh, Billy, I think it's Billy is his name. And uh, you're kind of suspect of him. What's going on with this. And at the same time, you also have another romance between uh, one of the towns, one of the widows and one of the actual nice miners. Yeah. I, I thought that was actually really sweet. I like that. Love that story. Yeah. It's cute as a button. And I don't think that we'll see that again. I wish they would. Doubt that, that of course, and this is after uh, Elizabeth and Jack have, have argued, have fought over Billy. And <laughs> I thought they had some good scenes together over that. And we find out that, yeah, he is up to no good. He's, he's, she finds out from her sister that he used to work for her family company, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So and then he got fired he, and he was like, well, I'll just marry the heiress. Yeah, and he did a great job. I loved it. I knew the whole time he came, like the instant he came on the screen, I was like, mm, he is up to no good because no man in this town works in the mine and wears a vest. So <laughs> I knew he was up to no good because he was too good to be true. And he was. But I loved the ride. I was like, please come back again and be the bad guy. It would be amazing if he somehow ends up marrying her little sister. Spoiler alert. That would be so funny. That would be really funny. I would would live for that storyline. Okay. (laughs) Well, then we get to meet her sister, Julie. Yeah. Uh, and she ends up meeting this outlaw, but she doesn't know he's an outlaw and she's like nursing him back to health and she like falls in love with him. And it's very scandalous because she kisses him. Yeah. <laughs> she's show such a, is like, she's such an idiot. idiot. <laughs> I can't even, she makes me so mad. <laughs> and we, I, I, I kind of like, personally, I would rather have like the melodrama than like what I thought was more boring. Like I, I prefer, I would pr- I actually prefer this storyline, even though, yeah, she's kind of cringy and she's it's very melodramatic. And, but I, I guess I'd rather have sort of a soap opera than like, I don't know, stuff that to me is more boring. They get uh, held up by the brothers, I think. Freaking kidnapped. They get freaking the, kidnapped. Yeah. So funny. And, and Jack has, I forgot, forgot to say that Jack has accepted this offer or he put in for a, re, uh, a, a, a transfer. He was yeah. a Lincoln Coal Valley at first. And so he puts in for a reassignment and uh, then he gets the reassignment and now he likes it because of Elizabeth and he doesn't want to leave. And so he's literally like on his way. And all of a sudden he like, I forget how he finds out. Do you remember? He finds uh, out if he just senses it. I it's probably just like the love senses. <laughs> yeah. And he, then he rushes back and he saves the day and it's very exciting. It's terrific. <laughs> but it's really, I hate it. I hate it a lot. I hate, there's a lot of like convenience saving that happens. Sure. But you know, nothing can go wrong for these people. Yeah. Like it can go a little wrong temporarily, but it'll yeah. be fine again. Elle has started this cafe and, uh, and she's co-owning it with Gowan. Yeah, he, it's his cafe. Anyway, um, she's sharing the earnings with him. So that sort of thing. She ends up moving with Elizabeth above to live above the cafe. And, and, and <laughs> Elizabeth is completely incapable of cooking 
anything. Like that's like she's just a total disaster. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm big, I'm fine with that. I love yeah. that story plot because as someone who had servants, she's for sure going to be terrible at cooking yeah. at least for the first bit. So sure, I'm a big fan. Yeah, that was it was funny and and those kind of ovens have to be just so hard to control temperature and whatever. So yeah. Anyway, and yeah, and so. Uh, we get towards the end of the season. This is when it started to kind of pick up. I was starting to feel more chemistry. I was starting to, so I think I even texted you like midway through. I'm like, this is, does it stay this boring? <laughs> you did. And I was like, well, has Rosemary arrived yet? No. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, perfectly honest, if I was just watching this for the sake of watching this, they might have lost me. Yeah. But so, I was... <laughs> so Rosemary uh, appears and uh, she's played by Pascal Hutton and uh, she's also been in a bunch of Hallmark movies. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about one the other day and uh, she is an ex-fiance of Jack. And I have to admit when I first saw her, I was like, there's no way that she would be an ex-fiance of Jack because Jack is so boring and <laughs> she's so like fun. Like it just, I did not see that. Uh, that's why she's an ex but she's so great even when she's like super annoying because she is super annoying when she first shows up she's still so wonderful yeah even the way she talks is hilarious everything she does is funny and i kind of wonder if like they casted her just for like a a a little part this was gonna be a one episode kind of thing a contrivance to stop yeah and then there was just such chemistry and there was just such it was just such a good fit that they then wrote her into the show i would i would buy that because how could you have her come on your show and be like not keep her forever yeah and it seems kind of strange for her to just be introduced right at the end like this uh for the season and uh, when she is so dynamic like if they had if they had known all along, then, uh, then you'd think that she would be in it sooner. Yeah. It but, was, it, I loved it though. I was a big fan of her showing up and Elizabeth being like, Oh, and <laughs> I was, the thing about Rosemary though, is like, I loved her character, but I was like, you are going about winning a man completely wrong. You don't just stalk him to loving you. That's not how it works. Rosemary. Well, and especially this man, because he's, like there might be other men that are sort of more sort of attracted to that, you know, the tension and the whatever, but like, this is sort of more of a shy person, a little more of a private person. Like uh, it's, that's why it sort of feels like how are the heck were they ever even together? They seem like so different to me. And, uh, Um, but it does make sense because they grew up together and all that stuff. So, you know, there, say there's seven kids in their town that are their age. Yeah. And they're like, I'm handsome. You're beautiful. Marriage. I, I love later on when uh, Leyland's like, how am I ever going to learn to control that woman? And uh, or I need to learn to control that woman. And, and Jack's like, good luck with that. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. And so, yeah, she is, like, great at everything, too. Like, she has recipes from, like, the that she got from, like, I forget, famous chefs. Like, working at a stint at a fancy restaurant. Yeah. And, like, and I've been in all of the plays, and I'm amazing. Yeah. Like, everything she's good at. Everything. Is, and uh, so that's very intimidating to Elizabeth. And so... Uh, Abigail, at the same time, she starts doing this sort of investigations 
into the mine explosion. Yes. Both her, both her son and her husband were both killed. And uh, so she's trying to, trying to be sort of sneaky and trying to help Jack out with this investigation. And uh, it's obviously really hard because uh, it's been like six months and, and, you know, Obviously, Gowan's not going to want to be super forthcoming. Plus the fact that Abigail's husband was like the lead foreman. And like, so there's some question of uh, like Gowan at one point says, like, if you go down this path, like you are going to possibly incriminate him. Yeah. And that I, he's like, I've been doing you a favor by keeping this quiet. And so she has to decide, like, what is she going to do? And uh, whether the, the t- you know, the town is going to uh, sort of turn on her. Uh, or accept her and so that's what it kind of it kind of ends on the season one sort of ends on that note and also with a new uh you get the judge coming in for the trial yep and you also get bill avery played by jack wagner uh that he is a fellow investigator he's he's Uh, like he's like an investigator with the mounties yeah he's like a detective basically sorry I couldn't care less yeah. about, about the mine investigation, anything like that, his relationship with Abigail. I don't know yeah. what it is about Jack Wagner. He seems like he could be a really nice guy. I don't know if it's Jack Wagner or if it's Bill Avery, but anytime he's just on the screen doing yeah. his own stuff without, I mean, actually anytime. He's pretty, yeah, he's Why is this still happening? Just, and it's like, Maybe it's his fault because he doesn't get to have like fun romance stories or whatever. He's like always servicing like overarching mystery of like who blew up the mine. Obviously, Henry Gowan. We've known this since episode one. Right. Um, he has to do all of the like, let me put together all the clues that we don't really need as an audience, but we need to justify in order to make it work in the actual in universe. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm just like, ugh. His character's so boring because I already yeah. know all the stuff he's going to end up finding out. But, ugh. Right. I agree. Too modern, I think, partly. Uh, he Even his look, I don't know. It just doesn't quite quite fit. But uh, this, finally, the end of the season, we get, it's called, it's Prelude to a Kiss. And we finally get the big kiss between Elizabeth and Jack, which is very exciting. Because... One of the things I, I, I like personally, I like uh, movies much better than television for 99% of the time because I'm just like, oh my gosh, they're ever going to kiss. Like it's so long where like a movie, it's like two hours and there they are. They're kissing. This is great. <laughs> now, and I'm like, um, they're not engaged. They should not be kissing like that. Like and I was like, oh, I just felt like the romance was so slow. <laughs> She's like, come on, give me something. I mean, perfectly honest, the the relationship progression between Jack and Elizabeth is like watching an episode of 24, but like 24. people in 24 got further along in a day than Jack and Elizabeth have in like, what, seven years of being in One Calls the Heart? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so slow. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, there was, I get it that like, 
if you want to be, maybe that is true about it not being historically accurate as far as courtship and stuff, but like. Dude, no, historically accurately, they would have been engaged and married. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It seemed like something happened in between season one and season two where they were like, okay, we need to give the girls watching a little bit more. We need to kind of, we need to loosen up Jack a little bit. We need to get him out of that stiff, you know, officer suit a little bit more. Yeah. We just need to make him more like charming. His hair was like a little looser. It was just, to me, he was like, he was just all of a sudden he felt like a leading man to me and he felt charismatic. And I really enjoyed like I said, I thought season two was way better than season one uh, because of Rosemary and Leland, I thought were great. And because of, I just thought that Jack was a lot better in season two. Yeah. And they, I mean, the thing about the, the difference between season one and two, there's like really stark contrast between the characters really in seasons one and season two, but yeah. they don't just go straight from this is who the character was in season one, but, and we suddenly rewritten them to be completely different in season two. They actually do it very cleverly where all of the change the characters experience feels very organic. Like Rosemary, for example, I mean, she gives up her obsession with getting back with Jack and she like slowly grows over time while still staying like the same base character. Yeah. Her motivations sort of change, which makes her less like, which takes her from being just like a fun, kooky side character that I could live without, but like is pretty funny to literally the only thing that's keeping me invested in the show. Her and Lee are everything. Yeah. They're so cute. They're, I, yeah. Well, so it starts out with season two with the, the trial. The trial. There's the I think trial TV shows should learn that trials are lame and we should yada yada them. <laughs> there's the trial and then there's Elizabeth and Jack and her family. Visiting her family. So those are sort of the two introductory sort of things. Yeah. And the trial, basically, the one thing I thought was really funny <laughs> about it's sometimes this 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 show can sort of lay it on real thick with the, the uh, like, ooh, it's a lady lawyer. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> that was really I mean, funny. I like, mean, and I guess at the time it would be like that's how they would react to a lady lawyer. But also, yeah. do I need this in my life, wasting minutes that I could be spending time with Lee and Rosemary? Yeah. Yeah, basically, like, the, the whole trial is sort of solved by the wife of Abigail's son all of a sudden <gasps> showing up. What? <laughs> and nobody knew that, like, she existed, but somehow some the lawyer found out about it. Or I forget who found out about it. And, uh, and so she's able to have the, the, have, she's able to provide this documentation about the mine. I can't even remember, but anyway. And so now all of a sudden Abigail is like very excited because she has this like daughter, uh, in law, whatever. And yeah. she, and so that's another plot line where, uh, all of a sudden she like stops hearing from Clara or she doesn't hear from Clara. And so that's when Bill Avery, uh, we find out that he's actually married and his wife like comes and threatens Abigail. And <laughs> I hated his wife. His wife was even worse. His wife. Okay. The, the whole, the whole Bill Avery's wife thing. <laughs> I really annoying. I thought what I would have rather cut off my leg. I mean, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I would have rather cut all of my hair off and sold it to the people at Harmark and say, 
don't do it again. Don't do it again. Agreed, 100%. But Bill Avery basically, like, rescues Clara uh, from this man that's, like, basically got her in, like, indentured servitude. Yeah, Um, it's the worst. Ayata through all the Bill Avery stuff. Okay, yeah, well, we're done. We're done with Bill Avery. So then, all of a sudden, they announce that the judge's verdict announces that they're closing down the mine, which everybody's, like, cheering. And I think there was one person who's, like, this is bad news for our yeah. town. Like, we're and it was, Valley. It was Henry Gowan, who everyone's like, that evil guy. But I'm like, he's literally the voice of reason right now. Yeah, Where's it that seems that? like... That's that the whole really? reason the town exists. It's called owned by this mine company town. Like, that's yeah. his name. Like, isn't there sort of a middle ground you could have, like, between this? I mean, it's really going to close down the whole mine? I don't know. That seemed kind of stark. No, I mean, that's the right call because the mine's unsafe and they shouldn't be able to make profit off of it anymore. I agree with the judge's ruling, but the people should have thought of that before. Yeah. I mean, Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on how big this mine is. Like some mines have are are really massive and one part could cave in and another, you know, it wouldn't necessarily impact all of the mines. But, um, but yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Forget One the part mind. of this was interesting for me is because my great-grandfather died in a mine uh, collapse. So I actually, some of this stuff was actually kind of interesting for me to like see the, 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 the old school mining caps and uh, lights and to see how it all worked. I thought that was kind of cool um, just from my own personal sort of see what it uh, a, a sort of a depiction of what it might have kind of been like. Uh, Lee comes in and uh, he, uh, Leyland Coulter's name, played by Caven uh, Smith. Who's and he? he's in a bunch of Hallmark movies as well. He was also on Eureka. Okay. And he's great. He's really, really good. And uh, he's charming. He's, he's, uh, and it's interesting because you usually don't have sort of, the rich guy that's actually like nice, you know, like he's a good person. He's literally the best thing that has ever happened to halt when called. Like I want to yeah. say Rosemary is, but she's not. It's actually him. Yeah. And then them together, it's like they're greater than the sum of their parts, which is pretty great to begin yeah. with. Agreed. They're, so, they're amazing. Their chemistry, their banter, their funniness. Yeah. I love I, them. I think they have better chemistry than even Elizabeth and Jack. Oh, easy. Yeah. They have better chemistry than everyone on the whole show. And so he tries to, well, so he's announced that he's going to build the sawmill. And this is very exciting. So they're going to become a lumber town. Now they're changing the name. It's now Hope Valley. It's not Coal Valley. And everything's great. Uh, but <laughs> and also uh, Jack got the reward money for uh, for finding the outlaws and or taking care of the outlaws, and so he is paying for them to build a new church and schoolhouse. Thing. Church slash schoolhouse. Yeah, so it's very exciting. A lot of building going on. Yeah, like and, uh, ooh, this town's booming. Yeah, <laughs> no valley. But of course, uh, uh, the. Um, Gowan doesn't like this, of course, and so there's some goings on about that uh, between him and Leyland. And I did yeah, love yeah, the yeah, scene. Yeah, Gowan's figured out a way to get his money. But I did love the scene where Rosemary figures out that Gowan's cheating at poker. It's the only reason I bring that up because I don't know, just that whole scene I thought was really fun. And they Everything, figure out a way. <laughs> every scene with Rosemary and Lee is so 
good. Yeah. The other quick um, plot line. So there, because Elizabeth is at her family for a lot of this season, and yeah. there is Charles who comes in. <laughs> yeah, Charles is great. I really enjoyed the Charles plot line. I think it's fun. Her family is boring and drives me crazy. I don't mind her family as much as you do. Uh, it's <laughs> it's very soapy. It's like a you know it's like a soap opera, but. I don't know. I, I didn't need to see as much of it for sure as we got, but it's um, Steve um, Bassick is playing Charles and I didn't need to see as much of him either. Like, yeah. And so there's some, like, does her, her family, like Jack actually, I think tries pretty hard to like be positive about her family. I, I did think that most of the stuff with his brother was very. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like his brother and Julie, were, yeah. what's his brother's name? Tom. Oh, Tom. Yeah. Tom. Tom and Julie could just, like, I wish that they had died in the automobile accident. <laughs> I don't care about them. I yeah. don't care about her older sister getting an advan- advantageous match. Like, I'm proud of her. Good job. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But, right. like, the rest of it just kind of, I was just like, Ugh. At least in this second season, you get more kisses. <laughs> I mean, sure, there's more kisses, but also... At what cost, Rachel? At what cost? <laughs> I need it. I need the more kisses. Love the sequence where uh, Rosemary and Leyland are. Uh, he he tries to get her to make like a commitment to him. And she's like, um, maybe not right now. Yeah, I forget what she says, but but uh, she's very like nervous and whatever. And so all of a sudden, there's like this. Um, I can't remember if it was a it was a ice cream social or something like that. And um, so he starts asking this, starts beginning court this other woman. And Rosemary Jealous was like my favorite. It was so funny. It was so funny. And the best part is the whole time I was like, uh, that other lady's in on it. Because yeah. Lee's definitely just doing it to make her jealous. Yeah. Also such a nice man that he wouldn't just like play with this other woman's emotions. So I mean, I had like a moment of like, oh, that's rude. And then I was like, no. She's in on it because he's too nice. And he was, and it was perfect. But when she did like her proposal to be like, please make me a theater, look how magical music is. And she had like that little xylophone. Yeah, that was such a cute scene. I agree. Every scene with them is amazing. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how much they save when calls the heart, even when everything else is terrible. Like seriously, I can't, I just, you liked season two, and I thought the characters themselves were better. They were more fleshed out, more fun Yeah. in season two. But I felt like the plots were so stupid, and I hated them. It I was hated very... all the sound stuff, and I hated all of the, like, I don't the know. Homes, the home stuff. It was all very soapy. It was stuff. very... That was basically all it was. It was, like, town, Bill Avery, and Rosemary and Lee. And if Rosemary and Lee weren't there, I, was, I would die. But they are. Yeah, they are there. And uh, it's, uh, there. he gets her to write this, like, article in Gowan, uh, first of all. And she thinks he's going to come and, like, give him this, like, exciting news or whatever. And uh, he's like, guess what I got for you is this article. And she's like, oh, article. <laughs> and, oh, also she starts this column. That was really funny, too. Yeah. She's, like, writing advice. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Poor Mrs. Avery. 
like or whatever and she was like it's supposed to be anonymous but she's always just knows exactly who it is because of their problems it's so funny sort of plot element we really have to talk about is sort of there's a new pastor pastor frank yes who uh, comes in and uh, he starts kind of helping abigail and his his uh, because gowan has given she she wants to what is she wants to like buy his share but have like buy him out i guess of the place but he doesn't have like any assets hardly anymore and so he's like going into debt anyway and so he gives abigail gowan gives abigail this like list of demands that you have to make these improvements or whatever and they're like really heavy and so pastor frank swoops in and he starts to help her to make all these repairs and they start to get to know each other and it turns out that like abigail's super good at fishing so is pastor frank they have all this stuff in common and uh so what do you think of pastor frank <laughs> Um, I really like Pastor Frank. He's pretty, he's pretty fun. Um, he's an interesting character. I like him as a love interest for um, Abigail way more than Bill, which should come uh -huh. as a shock to no one. Um, but uh, the downside of Pastor Frank is we also have to deal with Bill being jealous. Yeah. But um, no, I like Pastor Frank. I think he's interesting. I loved the introduction of Pastor Frank where at first, the town thought he was this other this other swindler guy was Pastor Frank. I thought that whole episode was so funny when the con man and his daughter were there conning. Oh people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I loved the uh, I can't ever remember the town's lady's name, the like the gossipy mean one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but he also has though like mysterious past, Pastor Frank. Yes. He so does. there's something very you know sort of shady about him like i i forget is it bill who discovers that he wasn't uh, didn't have that name or whatever before going entering the seminary yeah um because you know hashtag jealousy does a background check so. basically i think we basically covered everything yeah so i mean to sum up hashtag rosemary and lee forever <laughs> hashtag spin off just rosemary and Lee. i'd say lee hashtag Thank you for more kisses. <laughs> Hashtag more kisses. Um, I'm pretty excited to see where it goes um, in season five because I've already watched all of this, all of the episodes, okay. and I'm excited to see what you think of seasons three and four. That'll be um, fun. Because I think at least season three. I think season three might be the best season. Mm. Um. And, you know, we disagree on whether or not we like season two more. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, so how many crowns would you give season one and season two? Um, season one, I would honestly give it like two and a half. And I would say season two is two and a half too. I mean, they were both about the same for me because I sort of liked the plots a little bit more in season one, but the characters were a little weaker and the costumes were better in season one for me because they felt a little bit like they were trying to be more historically accurate. Whereas the costumes in season two just sort of felt like they were just trying to be cute. Funny. And I felt like, you know, the plots in season two were more boring for me, but I felt like the characters were a lot more fun. Plus we had all the Lee and Rosemary stuff. So like, I'd say the show so far in through seasons one and two is like two and a half crowns for me. But like Lee and Rosemary are each like, seven crowns so i mean it really does a lot to yeah. boost the show for real it, it, it really does i would say i'd give like season one two and a half as well even though i i seem like i didn't like it i'm i'm surprised you were giving me such a low score 
But I'd probably give uh, season two something more like, I don't know, three and a half. I liked it a lot better. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you think of uh, season three. Yeah, because I'm a romance girl. I like I like having lots of romance. So, all right. Well, that sounds good. And yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to it. So our next uh, podcast that we're doing, uh, we will uh, be talking about uh, season three and four. And then season five starts uh, with another Christmas special at the end of December. So that'll be very exciting. Yes. <laughs> and, and then we also will be covering uh, Chesapeake Shores season one and two uh, coming up after we finish these. And we'll get to our fall harvest. Uh, Falling for Vermont aired uh, yesterday. So you guys want to make sure that you watch that. It was pretty fun. And uh, so, yeah, thanks so much. So where can people find you? As always, people can just find me on Twitter. I'm at Amber Brainwaves. And that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on all social media. My webs- my blog is 54 Disney Reviews. So you want to check that out. And uh, so it'll be fun. Okay. Thanks so much, and we will talk again soon. Okay, thanks. Bye.